Dark Forces. Hey everyone, welcome to the BA Podcast. It's your co-host James with Jake, episode 129. Jake, how's it going? Well, you know, I'm alive, so you know, that's good. It's 2021, the year to carry, you know, it's it's opening day today, I'm excited, baseball! Absolutely, Jake, couldn't have said it better myself, baseball! Well, we do have a good little episode for you today, um... As you all know from last episode, our breaking news—I think it was our breaking news podcast. It was. It was. Yes, it was. It was. Uh, that was not an episode title. It's just actually, yeah, that was a different episode, a different, a different series that we might be doing, and I think we're going to keep doing it whenever stuff happens. Moving on, though. Well, actually, back to that. We did talk about last episode about the Niners moving up to number three overall in the NFL draft. We also talked about the Eagles and Dolphins making a trade, where the Dolphins go from twelve to six. And the Eagles pick up an extra first-round pick for next season. The Dolphins pick, though. Um, so the Dolphins keep the Niners pick, and they give up one of their own first-round picks. Um, Chris Greer has about 5,000 first-round picks. However, as we know from his last draft, I don't believe he can do – I don't think he's going to do a great job of it. He picked Herbert – he picked Tua over Herbert. Bad decision. Austin Jackson is not – is all right. And Noah Igobinogany barely even played. So, it's always great to have first-round picks, but we don't hit on them. Does it, it doesn't matter. Don't you agree? I definitely agree, agree James. Oh, sorry. I, you know, I miss that. I always do that all the time. So, happens. That's right. Uh, happens uh, to the best uh, of us. Uh, um, 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 yeah. Baseball. Now, don't be disrespectful because, you know, some people have speech impediments and speech issues. Happy April Fools, guys. Um, I've had enough of that. Um, for those who didn't pick up on it, obviously, we flipped, we, uh, we switched it up here at the BA Podcast. Um, but yeah, Jake, how's it going? Uh, it's going, you know, great. It's As we, as you said, basically, <laughs> took the words out of, my, out of my mouth. It is Thursday. <laughs> it is opening day of the Major League Baseball season. And I'm ecstatic for that. Super happy. Yeah, why, why wouldn't you be? You, you love baseball. Yep, six months of baseball. Let's go. Hopefully the Giants aren't shit. Because now be yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll six see. Months. Um, hopefully they call up some of your guys that you talked about. Absolutely. I'd love to see that. I'd, I'd be happy for you if that happens. But yeah, well, like you said, let's talk about the let's talk about the 49ers. Um, for those who don't know, the draft is coming up literally A month. 28 days away. 28 days away? Can't come here quicker. Yeah, cannot come here quicker. Uh, really, really excited for what's going on. Um Pro days are happening here and there, uh, left and right. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about the stuff that's, you know, obviously um, uh, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch had their press conference this Monday. Jake and I did tune in for that. Um, and they assured everyone they are taking a quarterback at three. Um, we obviously don't know who. And that also depends on what the Jags and the Jets will be doing at one and two. But um, we obviously have three names. Well, Jake and I have two, but, you know, other people like to circulate a third quarterback in the conversation at three. But, Jake, why don't you go ahead and say, who do you want the 49ers to take at the third pick in whatever order? I think we said we said it on five five guys that we would want. Um, why don't you yep. go ahead and say your five? Yep, so this is an order. Uh, the first guy that I, I'm hoping is there at three – um, as you said, we basically know what the Jags are doing. They're taking Trevor Lawrence, so he's not going to be on my list. 
Um, the Jets, though, we're not 100 percent sure what they're going to be doing. They're, we're we're thinking. Well, it, the thinking is that they're leaning towards going quarterback. However, we've not heard anything, you know, on the record saying they are. They still have Sam Darnold. They still have until April. I mean, April, uh, May fifth, <laughs> to see if they're going to pick up his fifth year option for I think 25 million. Um, there was also a rumor I saw that you know they might keep Darnold and draft a rookie quarterback. Which yes, I also seen that. Which you can. I mean, you can do that because the rookie quarterback's not making a ton of money. But at pick two, he's making, I think, like what? You know, a Niners guy, whoever they pick, is making $6 million a year to start. Uh, I think second's probably like seven or eight. I'm not sure if they can negotiate any wiggle room there or just like a set amount of money. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, but so the Jets, it basically depends on what the Jets do. If the Jets take this quarterback, then the Niners can go probably a different, way, a different route. If they don't and they take like offensive linemen or they trade out, well, if they take an offensive lineman, uh, this guy will be available. If they trade out, that probably means someone's trading up to get him, uh, i.e. maybe the Jack, not the Jags, maybe the Falcons. Um, they could be a team that could drive up, that could trade up there. Um, I don't think the Patriots, I'm not sure they're going to do an in-division, an intra-divisional trade. You never know. They could happen if they get enough back. Uh, but the guy, just to get all that out of the way, the guy who I really want, number one overall, um, for the Niners, that is, is Zach Wilson from BYU. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Zach Wilson. Obviously, uh, during the year, we saw a, a lot of electrical, electric highlights from him, you know, throwing the ball downfield, being able to run, and all that good stuff. I'm a big fan of his as well. Um, Three-year starter over there at BYU, had an explosive uh, third year this past year. Um, but, yeah, um, we'll just go one. You go one, I'll go one. I, my guy is, I think it's Justin Fields. Um, big fan of him. Um, again, a guy that would fit both Zach Wilson and Justin Fields fitting right in to Kyle Shanahan's scheme. I think um, after watching his pro day this past um, this past week, and then um, Adam Peters being there, uh, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch being at Alabama, but they are setting up a second pro day with Justin Fields to see him throw, um, which should be great. Uh, I think Fields, if he's available at the three spot, you go ahead and you take him right there and there. Oh, we do have some breaking news, though, um, from Steve Young, who, you know, went to BYU and said that the Jets have committed to Zach Wilson and basically recruited the family. So it probably means that Zach Wilson will not be there at number three. Um, so that's some news we just heard a couple minutes ago. What was ago, it? That Steve Young said that the Jets have committed to Zach Wilson and are recruit and have recruited the family. Um and you know Steve Young played at BYU, so where the fuck did you see that? I just retweeted it on Twitter, dude. April Fools, dude. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's April Fools. Uh, it could be though, but that's what I saw on this uh, on the app right here, Twitter. Um, that they're basically that he won't be there, but if he is there, that's not true. Then it'll be a great. <laughs> You know, that would be a great pick for the Niners. But if he's not there, my second quarterback, who was your first quarterback, uh, is Justin Fields. That's the second guy I want. Um, he's uh, um, dual athletic, or what is it? what's the word? Dual talented. Uh, dual threat. Dual threat. Dual threat, <laughs> yes. Um, so he can run the ball and throw the ball. has a great arm. Um, there has been some, you know, people in the media saying that he doesn't process the game well, which is code. And that he's like not really that lo- his love of the game for football maybe not there, 
uh, which fucking, is completely oh not people, true. People are fucking stupid. Yep, which is completely not true because he was the one who basically begged, begged the Big Ten to play football this year. Because, you know, because of COVID, they weren't going to play. But he's like, no, we have to play. We have to play. And they played. And he went to the national championship game. Um, so, he's yeah, I guess the guy, it's enough in people's eyes, huh? Yeah. He's the guy I want secondly. Because uh, I think Wilson's, like, going to be really great. He's going to be a great player. Fields is going to be good. Fields is going to be really good, too. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't mind either of them, to be honest, for my top two. Yeah, same with you. Mine just flip-flop. Uh, second... For me, Zach Wilson, obviously, like you said, um, great overall player. Um, big year three from him, like I said before. But yeah, I wouldn't mind either of them going to the Niners at pick three. We'll see who goes there coming up in April soon. But yeah, who's your uh, third quarterback you'd like to be taken if uh, he's available or if the 49ers decide to go with him instead, Jake? So the third one for me is Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Um, he's basically... I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. it's also mine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Trey Lance as well. Yeah, he's not. I'm trying to think of a a pro comp. I think the most like recent one is just is Justin is um is Josh Allen from Wyoming. You know, didn't play the greatest competition. Um, didn't have the greatest weapons around him. Um, but Trey Lance in his first year, basically his freshman year starting, uh, he threw 28 touchdowns, no interceptions, 42 touchdowns in the year. No Total turnovers. Crazy. That's insane. Then they only played one game this year. Didn't play great, but you kind of throw that away. Um, he's a basically like, you know, like in the NBA, how you draft projects. Yes. That's basically what he is. But if he gets to this, if he gets to the level where he should be at, he's going to be really great, or going to be like Josh Allen. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his as well. Um, watch his pro day on YouTube. Watch the um, you know all the throws that the, that were uh, put on YouTube and everything like that. Um, great deep ball thrower. I did see a little wobble in it, uh, but I don't think that means much. Uh, like you said, can also run on another dual threat quarterback can run the ball um, when needed. Um, but yeah, like the Fortnite is looking. I think it's a guy who can actually who can move around a lot more in the pocket. Obviously, in the in this league. You got to be able to throw it in the pocket and yada, yada, all that stuff. But, you know, it's great to have a quarterback that can also run too, right? Um, which you've seen with, you know, Patrick Mahomes can do that. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I mean, who is a running back, but also a quarterback as well, can run and throw. Um, but I think in a system with a lot of play action, rolling out left and right and all that good stuff, uh, you got to be able to be mobile in this system. And Trey Lance is that guy. And so are Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. Yeah, and also it's Trey Lance. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Kaepernick, in a way, of how he like he can run with the ball. Uh, play, how, play baseball as well, I think. I yeah. think so they were saying during his pro day as well. So yeah. And also, he also kind of reminds me of Justin Herbert too. Well, they're tall, um, they're able to move, and they have a big, strong arm. Um, yeah, but not, not like Kaepernick. They were saying this is when I was watching him. He doesn't put every every throw. He doesn't put everything in it. You know what I'm saying? Like not how Cap did. Right, every single throw, it's an absolute dart, no matter what it is. Yeah, he can throw. It's like how, how in baseball, where like there's a like an ex Giants pitcher named Hunter Strickland. Um, he only really could throw a fastball. Uh, then once the batters caught up to it, he wasn't that effective anymore. So you need to be able to throw, you know, like a, a secondary pitch, like a changeup or a curveball or a slider. If you have a or a cutter, if you have this is just to show a different thing to the batter. That's kind of what Trey Lance can do, or. 
He does he does have touch on the ball. He doesn't try to rock it in every time, but if he has to, he will do it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like, who is your fourth guy you would like to be taken? Or, you know, if the 49ers decide not to go quarterback third pick later in the draft, they decide to go quarterback then, yeah. which I highly doubt. Yeah, I'm just saying this for basically just for, for a joke, but I also believe it, uh, where uh, the fourth guy for me is Kellen Mond from Texas A&M. Um, now he will not be. He's not going to be drafted in the first round. Probably not the second. Maybe not the third. But if if you can get this guy in the fourth or fifth, he could be Dak Prescott. Has a, an incredible arm. Um, learning the position, but he, he has elite elite tools. And as I've said earlier in other episodes, are I rather draft a guy who has elite tools than a guy who's you know kind of average. If that makes sense, like. Right, like Mac Jones, like he does everything pretty well, but it's like nothing elite. With Trey Lance, he, he has a elite arm. With Kellen Mond, he has an elite arm, but he doesn't. He may not may not have like the pocket presence yet, but he does have elite tools. Where his elite tools are, he can run, he throws the ball hard, and he can show a lot of different things to defenses. Which I rather draft that guy than the guy who, especially if I'm a you know, offensive coach like Kyle Shanahan. I would rather have a guy who has all these elite tools and coach him up than a guy who's average, who even if you do coach him up, he won't really have any elite skills. So for me, Kellen Mond would be my fourth guy, uh, not in the first round, um, which basically means that let's say they go like a Kirk Cousins RG3 thing where they could draft a guy at number three. They could also draft this guy in the later rounds as a backup. Um Kind of that. I'm not saying I, I doubt. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, but they only they really only have one other quarterback who I think is going to be there to start the season, and Josh Rosen. So you might need a second right. one. Um, that's if they trade Garoppolo, which I think I think there's no shot Garoppolo's on the team next year. I think he's probably going to trading at he's probably going to trade it at the draft. Um, because you don't want to have a rookie quarterback, then have that, then have Garoppolo over him too, where it brings kind of like a weird dynamic to the locker room. Um, a lot of pressure added. Are you talking well. about this upcoming season or the following draft next year? No, the upcoming season. Oh wow! Okay, you think they're gonna draft? You think they're gonna trade him draft night? Yeah, I think so. I think they're gonna get. So I, I heard that they're only gonna trade him for a first round pick. Yes, um, which I've also seen. Which for me. You, that's where you. That's where you want to start. But then you, 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 as you know, it's like you come down to like an agreement. So maybe you say, yeah, we want a first round pick. But in actuality, like if we get a second round pick, we're perfectly happy of that. But let's see what happens if we say we want a first round pick. Let's say like the Patriots say, hey, we'll give you a first round number fifteen overall. Then immediately you trade them, right? But if they oh, offer you gosh. a second round pick later as well. I mean, a second round pick for him too, or a different team averages a second round pick. You make the move to better your team, which that way you get another guy who's on a, on a, uh, not a more, like a cost effective deal, um, where let's say you get a second round pick, you can add a corner with your own second round pick to add like offensive lineman. If they're the second round pick, you get back or a first round pick, you go corner or the best receiver tight end available, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but back to Kellen Mond, um, he is my fourth guy and, I wouldn't mind him in the fourth round, but in the first round, there's no shot. But a fourth round, like a Dak Prescott type quarterback, I take a shot on him. 
Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, my fourth guy I'm going to put out there is Mac Jones. Um, obviously, a lot of buzz out of him um, being a Heisman finalist and all that stuff. Um, playing a really good season uh, this past year, winning the national championship, you know. But, you know, again, being surrounded by a lot of talent over there at Alabama, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, um, really Jalen um, Waddle when he was healthy and whatnot, having one of the best O-lines in all of college, one of the best defenses in all of college football. Um, obviously, you know, that helping him being the better player that he is, which I don't think, you know, you can take a guy, again, like Josh Allen, uh, people who were not surrounded with a lot of talent in their college days, um, but they can be good. But being with a guy who has had a lot of talent and with, like, Joe Burrow, who had a lot of talent out at LSU, coming into the league and having a great season before he got hurt last year, um, not – I'm not saying that Mac Jones can't do that, but I'm still a little iffy with him. I like him a lot. Um, he did miss a couple throws at his pro day, two deep balls. Um, both, you know, he should have made, obviously, on air, right? I mean, I think at a pro day, you should be able to make all your throws, right? Obviously, there are going to be times where you miss, which makes sense. Um, but, you know, on air, you should have been, you should, you should, on paper, be able to make every single throw, right? Yeah. Um, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch were there. Uh, there is a video, and <laughs> Jake and I were talking about it before the podcast, that when Mac Jones missed both those deep throws, they bent over to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. And then, you know, they showed the video of Jimmy G missing Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl, probably having nightmares um, when they saw that. Uh, but it doesn't mean he can't sling the ball. Uh, he can, for sure. I don't, uh, Vanilla Vic, maybe? Question mark? I don't know. Um, he can run. He's also, I wouldn't call him a dual threat quarterback, but you know, he's got his legs. He can run as well. Um, but again, yeah, he's like at the bottom, bottom, bottom level of being considered a dual threat. <laughs> um, but a guy who has legs, the guy who can, you know, move in the pocket, right? The guy who can, you know, maybe shake a defender off a of sack, maybe right in the NFL. Uh, but yeah, that's my fourth guy. Uh, but yeah, Jake, who's your fifth guy? The fifth guy for me is Josh. I mean, Josh Allen is uh, Mac Jones. Um, what I go down to is basically the value trading up from twelve to three, giving up two first round picks. I don't do that for Mac Jones. Um, I think one hundred percent agree with you. I yeah, think you could have traded from twelve. To, yeah, you could trade from twelve to six, maybe twelve to seven, where the Lions are. Maybe keep a first round pick, but from twelve to three, I'm not trading up there for a guy like Mac Jones. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be a bad pro. I just, I'm just not. I'm just We're not, not training sold. up for that. As, as I said, I, I want the guy who has elite tools so I can coach. This guy doesn't have any elite tools. He's not, he's not bad at anything. You know, he's not that. He's not the most mobile. Uh, he also has some off the field concerns that doesn't get talked about really for DUIs. He has two of them. <clears throat> um, I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder. But. I mean, I, yeah, I just, I, he's the last choice for me. I do not want him at three. Um, I don't think they made the move up to. I don't think they made up the move from twelve to three to draft them. I think it's kind of you know, was like smoke without fire. Uh, where I don't think that's the saying, but it's like a lot of the national media who didn't know Niners were going to trade up the three are saying, okay, it's Mac Jones and Mac Jones, which makes me pause and say, yeah, I think it. I it's probably not going to be Mac Jones. I think it's going to be between Lance and Fields. Yeah. Uh, so my 
Obviously, I need something here. Uh, my fifth guy, I'm going to put in as uh, Davis Mills out of Stanford. A lot of talk about him. Uh, even before, uh, when we had pick 12, another guy that we could draft, you know, later in uh, the other rounds, uh, four or five or six and stuff like that, uh, coming out of Stanford, uh, pro, typical quarterback, you know, uh, under center, all that good stuff. Something, uh, maybe they can fit into the system. Uh, Stanford doesn't run a lot of, run the ball, but they, more, they run more of a, not a zone scheme. They more uh, more of a power run team uh, over in Stanford, uh, but the quarterback somewhat similar still, and uh, play action off of that over that what they do at Stanford. But yeah, Davis Mills, uh, my guy, uh, prototypical um, quarterback, pretty big guy too. I think I was looking at his um, what is he? He's about he's uh, not about he's six four, weighing at about two twenty. So I mean, he's a pretty big quarterback. Um, but yeah, that rounds out my, my top five guys um, who I would want the 49ers to take. Uh, but yeah, do you have anything else to add, Jake? Um, about 49 for any 49ers news? Uh, for before that, uh, Jason Verrett, one year contract, uh, was uh, finalized. Finalized today, yes, finalized today. But other than that, I don't have anything else to talk about. Yeah, just I don't. I just laugh how people say the Niners are drafting Mac Jones, like the Niners, like they know what the Niners <laughs> draft plans are. Where they had no idea where the Niners were going to trade up to number three. And that's why I kind of have an issue of the Niners beat riders too. Where they, they never break any stories. It's always from someone else. But then they act like, yeah, I think I know what they're going to do. No, you, you don't know what they're going to do, obviously. Um, I just think, though, for Mac Jones that it's a lot of people who are thinking Kyle Shannon's not changing his mind from going from a guy like a pocket passer to a guy who's more of a dual threat. But if you listen to Kyle Shanahan in interviews and press conferences, he's basically saying, "Yeah, we're going. We're, I, my mindset has changed. You need to adapt to this to this new this new era of football, a new era of football of a quarterback, and you need a guy who could be a dual threat." So I just think that a lot of these people are saying, who are saying, and coaches and like GMs are saying, the Niners are drafting Mac Jones. I think that they're not taking into consideration that his thought process has changed. So from going from a guy like Kirk Cousins, he wants to go to a guy like Josh Allen. Yeah, I agree. Um, what else is there from football? Um, we basically know who the Jags are taking number one. Um, yes. Trevor Lawrence. However, question for you. I love questions. Who do you think is going to be the first non-quarterback drafted in the NFL draft this year? The first non-quarterback drafted? I think it's going to be offensive lineman. Uh, uh, no, actually, let me see. Let me see. Let me take a gander at my mock draft right here. I have a guy um, who I think is going to be the first guy, not the first guy drafted who's not a quarterback. I think it's going to be off the tackle. I think it's either going to be Rashawn Slater or Penny Sewell. I think those either, uh, it's going to be either of those two guys. I don't know who, uh, I mean, I have the mock here. I'm looking at it right now. I'm not going to tell you what team it is. No, we'll save we're that saving, for, we're saving our mocks so, yep. uh, for later, maybe a week out before the actual draft. Yep. Uh, but I think it's going to be either, uh, it's going to be off the tackle for sure. Um, offense tackle for sure. Hmm. See, I disagree. I think the first guy who's going to be drafted who is not a quarterback is Kyle Pitts, the tight end, the tight end slash wide receiver slot slash uh, offensive threat, versatile weapon. Uh, he's six six two fifty, ran a four four forty. Um, he's just a dominant, dominant player. Um, and I think the highest he can go, I think, is the four to the Falcons. But I think the Falcons are going to go take a quarterback. 
however, though, the Falcons did restructure Matt Ryan's deal, which kind of makes it tougher for them to cut him. So they might not go quarterback. But I think the highest you can go is four. But I also think the Bengals might pick him at five, too. And even though the Bengals should pick offensive tackle, I think that just the the potential of him with, you know, T. Higgins, um, Joe Burrow, um, Joe Mixon, uh, I think that might be too tough to pass up. Because there, there's a lot of good offensive tackles in this draft this year. You can, you can get the guy in the second round. They have a high second round pick. Um, so I think, for me, it's going to be Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, I think, reminds me of like Darren Waller, where they're not the great, they're not the greatest blockers, but they're dynamic passing wise. They're both, I think, six six. Both are really fast. But Kyle Pitts could be like your red zone threat receiver as well. Where he can also play in the backfield, and by backfield I mean like not like getting handoffs, but you know how Kyle used check plays in the backfield where they throw some passes to him. You can line him right. up there. Um, I think Kyle Pitts. Other than the quarterbacks, I think he could be he might be the best player in this draft. Um, but as we know, quarterbacks value or is more important than a tight end because if you have if you have the quarterback, you can work around having like lesser weapons. Um, but I mean, Kyle Pitts, I think is going to be. I think he might be a Pro Bowler year one. You know, a lot of tight ends don't don't really materialize that well in their first year, but he can play anywhere. Play. You know, slot receiver, big receiver, red zone. Um, so I think he's going to have a great career, and he is the guy I'm going to take there. However, though, for defensively, um, there isn't that many – there's not a lot of great defensive players in this draft. There's not a lot of uh, big edge defender names, which is a, a lot of people uh, like like to tend, tend to highlight – an edge player, right? Yeah, like, we've, like we've seen that in the past couple drafts. Yeah, uh, D lineman going high up in the draft. Um, who are who 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 are who or who have been talked about all year long about being a top, like a number one pick. We've seen that with Nick Bosa. We've seen that with Chase Young, um, so on and so forth. Uh, guys going all in the first round, Montez Sweat, um, you know, Rashawn Gary, guys like that, right? That we've been talking about all year long prior in the past. All year long, going top five, top ten, all, all of them going in the first round. Um, but there hasn't been a lot of uh, 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 boom about them in this draft. Yeah, I think it's because the quarterback, uh, the quarterback position, which it usually does, but has overtaken this draft so much that some edge defenders are not getting highlighted as much, or the play from them um, this past season hasn't been so explosive, right? Um, there, there are a couple names um, that uh, you can highlight. I, uh, the guy from Georgia, I forget his name. Uh, the guy from Miami, Gregory Russo, who, who did opt out this past season. That might have been a reason why um, you know it wasn't that much of a highlight, but he did have 15 and a half sacks before he opted out this past season. Um, forget another name. Uh, I think I, I think the guy's out of Florida. but There's another guy from Miami, I think Jalen Phillips too. Yeah, Jalen Phillips, yeah, both, yeah. So who had a big year this year? Um Probably because Gregory wasn't there, he had to step in, which is great, you know, for guys who you know probably didn't have a chance their year prior, who get a chance because people opted out, right? Um, which is also good, you know, if people get to you know put their names out there and stuff like that. So, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, the edge presence isn't as big as it um, usually is coming come draft time, right? Yeah, so I think there might not be a defensive player drafted in the top ten. I think the f- there's gonna be five. I think five quarterbacks can go top ten. 
Uh, Pitts, that's six. Sewell and Slater, that's eight. Then Waddle and Smith. I mean... I have one going in my top ten, but we'll save that for later, right? Yeah, and plus for corners, I've kind of thought about this where... I'd rather not spend a first-round pick on a corner high. I'd rather just have a... a, a unless, you're, unless you're Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I'd rather just have like an elite defensive line because I think kind of... If you have two great corners, like a, or a great corner, but no defensive line, no rush, pass rush, they're going to get exposed because you can't guard everyone forever. But, I mean, in this draft, there's not a lot of great defensive talent. There's some great player, There's some great prospects-wise, but there's not like a big amount of quality or quantity, I should say. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a, a, a big – it's going to be a, a QB – Busy first round for sure, especially in the top ten picks. Come April 29th. can't wait. Yep. Um. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't have anything else to talk about football. Let's talk about some basketball, uh, specifically uh, college basketball. Um, for those who don't know, March has come to an end, but that doesn't mean basketball. I think the tournament is over. Uh, we still have um, three games to go. Uh, we are in the final four. Uh, the games are this weekend. Uh, the four teams who are in it, uh, number 11, UCLA, number two, Houston, and number one, Baylor, and number one, Gonzaga. Um, all really good teams. Um, UCLA being one of the teams, um, being a big, a big surprise, right? Um, I didn't have them going this far. That's for sure. No. Um, Houston. Good. I had, I didn't have them going as far either. I had Illinois, and they fucking lost. Um, and then obviously uh, the, t- the two teams that have been uh, swapping uh, in the ranks all season long, uh, being Gonzaga, fuck you, Gonzaga, and Baylor. Um, never watched any of their games, but they are a pretty good team. Um, but yeah, um, right now it's Gonzaga playing UCLA um, uh, April third, and then Baylor playing Houston also April third. Uh, their game coming first and the Gonzaga game coming second. Who do you think is going to win? I mean, obviously, we know. Uh, I, I have Baylor winning. That's who I have winning. Um, I am kind of scared, though. Gonzaga yeah. is a really good team. Yeah, Wouldn't I you pick, agree, Jake? Yeah, but I pick Gonzaga. Um, I think that I, I just think they're the best team by far, one of the best teams we've seen in a long time. They have two of the best players, or they have the best player in the tournament still, and Jalen Suggs. Or Jalen, is it Jalen Suggs? Yeah, Jalen Suggs. And they have Corey Crispet, who is a six foot seven sharpshooter. Um, I think shot 50, 50, and ninety this season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Timmy is their Timmy is their best player. They're thirty and zero. They're just I think they're just better than everyone. But Timmy it is, is fun their to best see, player. It is fun to see UCLA though in the top in the Final Four, being an eleven seed. We'll see if they could be the lowest seeded ever to make the national championship game. Drew Timmy is Gonzaga's best player. Yeah, I've watched like four games, so I can't. He's averaging uh-huh. nineteen right now. Uh, but yeah, final four. Uh, March Madness uh, almost coming to an end. Um, but yeah, I have nothing else to say, Jake. You have anything else to say about the episode? Nope. Here, why don't you do my outro, and I'll try and do. Your outro. All right, that's how we. That's all we have for today's episode, episode one twenty nine. Um, it was a good episode, I believe. Um, but make sure <laughs> to um, 
Follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter, like our Instagram page, um, sub to the iTunes channel, our Spotify channel as well, and SoundCloud. And uh, you know, like us on Facebook as well if you could. We have, like I think, 53 likes. That's fine because we don't really use Facebook that much. But Instagram and Twitter follow us there at the unders- at BA po- at fuck BA podcast underscore one or BA underscore podcast one. I don't know what the hell they are. <laughs> but follow us there and yeah. Yeah, make sure to like, like, share, rate, review, unsubscribe, subscribe. Do about 50 times so we can gain the system. A little trick that I learned about being in the industry for about, I think, 34 months now. Well, I forget what's after that, dude. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Make sure. And make sure to like, rate, share, review, unsubscribe, subscribe. Do about the times to be in the system. A little trick I learned about being in the industry about 34 months now. After that, I have no idea. Oh, so we get a Top Podcast Worldwide. We will take Top Podcast Sports Recreation, because you know and we know we should start the Bay Podcast. Because the Top Podcast Worldwide, yep, give you a high five. It's after this episode. James? Also... Our Instagram handle is at the BA Podcast, and our Twitter handle is BA underscore podcast one. Make sure to follow us on there. Yeah. Bye. Bye.